Happy Tuesday, Bold Faith and Fashionistas. We are talking about how we can be set apart, how we can be holy, how we can shine for Jesus in a way that is different from the way that the world shows up, that the world shines. And today we are on the I of the SHINE acronym, S-H-I-N-E. And the I is to have an identity planted in Christ. So there's a couple big questions I'm going to talk about and ponder with you today. And the first one is, are you focusing on the eternal or the finite, the external or the internal? And are you asking yourself the right question when it comes to defining your identity? Tune in because this is going to be a really nourishing podcast for your spirit and for your mind. Hey mama, welcome to Bold Faith in Fashion. Are you tired of feeling insecure in your skin and using clothes as a way to hide your body? Are you frustrated with the time, money, and energy you spend on clothes you never wear? Hey, I'm Ashleyana, and mama, I get your struggle. I have helped thousands of women just like you create the simple, comfortable, and yes, stylish wardrobes of their dreams without draining their energy or their bank accounts. In this podcast, I will teach you about what looks good on your body, all while filtering your beauty standards through the eyes of Jesus. If you're ready to go from stressed to get dressed to blessed to get dressed, tune in right now. Have you been listening to Bold Faith and Fashion and have you been enjoying these Faith-Filled Tuesdays where I share with you testimonies of God's goodness, where we go over whose we are and our kingdom calling and how you can dress with purpose, keeping in mind that you are the daughter of the king? If so, would you leave me a review letting me know what you like what you've been hearing, what truths God has been revealing to you through this podcast. Michelle at Treasured Wellness says, Fresh fashion and faith. I love how Ashleyana brings a faith perspective to our fashion and clothing decisions we make every day. Her wonderful tips and endless encouragement really help me to feel confident when I step into my closet. Bringing God's word through each podcast is an added and huge blessing as we honor our bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit that they are. Thanks, Michelle. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to leave me a review and let me know how God is using me to encourage you. I hope everybody's Thanksgiving was full of delicious, nourishing foods that you were with your family, that you made memories. You probably noticed I did not post any podcasts last week, and that was intentionally done. I decided that I was going to just enjoy my family. There were so many things that were taking up time during that week. And yes, I could have squeezed in a couple of podcasts, but I know you guys know as mamas that sometimes you just need to sit back and savor your babies. And honestly, that's what I did. We didn't do a lot of homeschool this last week. We did half days. And I really just took the time to sit back and spend that time with my family and decompress and I'm feeling really good now and feeling like I'm ready to step back into 
this time that God has given me this podcast to do. And I'm excited to hear what you guys think about today's topic, which is to anchor your identity in Christ. I started this series with episode 60. This episode is called Four Surprising Ways to Shine for Jesus. And so we have covered S, which is to share your testimony. And that is episode 63. Does sharing your testimony make you feel uneasy? Three biblical purpose-driven reasons to share your journey to Jesus and three tips to make your testimony authentic to you. So that is for the S. The H is episode 65, which is to have a heavenly mindset. And this is called Don't Get Distracted. I talk about the war in Israel and Ukraine and how we can continue to shine for Jesus and focus on our kingdom callings even while the world around us is full of chaos and sadness and and darkness, really. So check those out if you haven't already, and then come back to this one. Of course, when I was thinking, okay, how am I going to really cover in depth the concept of anchoring your identity in Christ? The first thing I did was I really wanted to define identity. And you might think that that would be really easy if you just go and, you know, type up what's the definition of identity. But really the description that that I was given when I looked at dictionary.com was this. It's the fact of being who or what a person or thing is or the characteristics determining who or what a person or thing is. So the dictionary doesn't even give you what specifically those characteristics are. And so that was kind of an interesting fact to uncover, which is that it's very abstract in the way that it's defined in the dictionary. So then I I thought to myself, okay, well, I'm sure there are plenty of articles about identity. I feel like we are living in a time that the concept of one's identity and discovering it is more prevalent and discussed more. It's more at the forefront of people's minds. And that's not actually just a a feeling. I I have data to back that up. In fact, when I looked up the word identity and the amount of times that this particular word is being used now versus the amount of times it was being used in 1960, people are looking up articles and definitions and, and, and talking about it four times more than they were in the 1960s as compared to today in 2023. So this is not just something that I'm seeing and just throwing out there. This is a real thing that people are really grappling with their identities and who they are and what that means and, and what goes in this identity box, let's say. Well, There were a lot of different articles. I think Psychology Today was a really great piece to kind of wrap up what the secular mindset around identity is and how they quantify it. Here's a list that I made while I was reading through this article that I found when I looked up just the word identity by itself in Google. In this article, it defines a person's identity as being 
constructed by the characteristics of a person, including their physical appearance, their race, their religion, their sexuality, their gender, their economic status, who others think they are, how they're perceived, their reputation, who you think you are, your value systems, your choices, the understanding of your potential, discovering your life purpose, and implementing your life purpose. So what you do, right? Additionally, these articles talked about the roles that we adopt, whether we're a mom or a sister, friend, some of those kind of things uh, make up our identity. So having that list in mind, to sum it up, this Psychology Today article states that a person's identity encompasses the memories, the experiences, the relationships, and values that create one's sense of self. This amalgamation creates a steady sense of who one is over time, even as new facets are developed and incorporated into one's identity. So what do you think? Is that about as clear as mud for you? Because when I was going through this list, I'm thinking to myself, this is a lot. And I mean that there are a lot of different things that a person can choose to anchor their identity in. And in fact, one of the things that is a challenge when you're sharing your testimony or sharing the gospel, especially in today's culture, when there are some very hot ticket topics, um, especially in regards to anything having to do with the LGBTQ plus movement. And there's a lot of nuances in why that is. But the reason it can be so difficult to share and so hurtful emotionally to a person you're sharing with who happens to align with the values of the LGBTQ plus community is because this person has wrapped themselves, wrapped their identity in who they are in their gender or their sexuality. And that is a very tricky thing to unravel with somebody because of how deeply seated it is in who they believe they are. And that is why an identity in Christ first and foremost, or one of the many reasons why an identity in Christ first and foremost is so important because then you can test the ideals and the feelings and any other thought processes, any other uh, belief systems against who Christ says you are rather than who the world tells you are or who you think you have to be or who you feel you might be because you think that perhaps God has made a mistake. And something really beautiful that I came across many years ago was this quote by Eliza Latta. Sometimes I like to dream about what the world would be like if we all chose to believe that how God made us is entirely good enough. You have so much to offer the world. Beauty and art 
and rare gifts that can only come from your hands, your voice, your beautiful brain. But ultimately, you have to choose to believe that. And I feel that a lot of the issues when it comes to the political things that we're dealing with and the ideologies that we're dealing with and that are clashing and that we're even arguing amongst ourselves within the church really boils down to that. It boils down to do you believe that Christ is enough, who God has created you to be in this moment is enough because I'm going to tell you right now that God believes that you are enough. He has given you the gifts that he has given you because he knows that you will steward them, that you have the ability to steward them well. And I really hope that someone listening to this starts to believe that when they are listening to this Shine series. I hope you know that God has created you for such a time as this, that what makes you stand out from the crowd is the fact that God has made you specifically and uniquely. Does that mean that nobody else, like you can't relate to anyone else and nobody else can physically do the things you do? No. I mean, there's probably somebody who can physically do the things you do, but can they do them the way you do them? with your gift, your touch, your voice, your unique perspective? And the answer is no. And only a God who is infinite could create an infinite amount of people and gifts and skills and beauty. And you are really unique. And God has made you the way he has made you for a reason and a purpose. But the thing is, is again, you can't place your identity in your gifts. You can't place your identity in the short-term finite physicality in which you're living right now. We have to look through the lens of scripture. So now I'm going to read to you a small portion of this article from a person I really respect. She has a company called Not Consumed and my kids and I have done a few of her Bible studies. Her name is Kimberly And she has this beautiful list of 24 scriptures for identity in Christ. And here's what happened to her. I have to share her testimony. It would be, I I should just email her and see if I can have her on. But what she said is in April, 2010, she watched in disbelief with tears streaming down her face as her husband of nine years decided that family life was not in his plans. And he walked out of the door for good. She had two little girls that clung to her knees in despair. And she had never before felt as alone as she had felt that day. She felt lost because suddenly that life that she had so neatly planned was upside down. She didn't know who she was. The coveted words wife were no longer hers. And it was a tearing that couldn't be undone. A tearing that will never be healed in quite the same way. She had built her identity on something that felt so sure but lacked the necessary foundation of truth. You can build your identity on even things that are seemingly good and biblical, like being a wife, being a mother, being a sister, being a pastor's wife, 
being a worship leader. Those are all good things. But the thing is, is in a moment, that can change. When you anchor your identity as the daughter of King Jesus, that will never change. So I'm not going to read all 24. I will link the article in the podcast description. But here are some things that she has on here with scripture references that I want to read over you right now as a prayer. These are truths about who God says you are that will never, ever change. Number one, you are a child of God. Do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God, without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Philippians 2.14-15 through 15. You are saved. But God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5.8 And lastly, you are chosen. God chose you. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Colossians 3.12 Did you hear that? Your identity rests in Christ Jesus. I think the reason why the question of what is my identity is so difficult to define is because It's the wrong question. (laughs) The question we need to ask ourselves is, in whom do I find my identity? Do you find your identity in your own whims and desires, in who others say you are, in what you do, in your work, in your ministry, or do you find your identity in whose you are. If you take nothing else away from this podcast today, I want you to take away this question. Not who am I, but whose am I? Heavenly Father, thank you for showing us through your word whose we are. Thank you for sending Jesus to anchor our identity in someone and something that is eternal, that will never change, that will never let us down. Thank you for the gift of the roles that we've been given. Thank you for the gift of the relationships that we are able to have and that we place a lot of value in because the relationships that we have in our lives, they are eternal because those are souls that we are dealing with. So Father God, I thank you so much for those relationships, but I ask if anybody is solely pinning their identity on being a wife or a mother or a sister or even their job or what they do, that you would softly, gently show them that they can lift up their eyes to Jesus and that their value, their worth, and their identity is placed in him. 
that those other things may break down, that she may fail sometimes or not do it as well as she wants to do some of those roles and tasks. But the fact is, is all the women listening here are daughters of King Jesus and they are loved, they are cherished, there is hope, they are chosen And that doesn't change with performance. That doesn't change if they make a wrong decision. That doesn't change based on the circumstances around them. Lord Jesus, I praise you for that because we all fall short. But Jesus, you do not. I pray all these things in your name. Amen. Hey, Mama. Thanks for listening today. Before you pop off, consider joining my free Facebook group, Bold Faith in Fashion. Here is where you'll have access to exclusive content, visual how-tos, and weekly live feedback on your style journey from me. One last thing, if this podcast has empowered you to put an outfit together and shine a little brighter for Jesus, would you consider leaving a written review on Apple Podcasts to let me know? I'd love to hear from you and would be so encouraged to know how this podcast has positively impacted you. XO, your closet BFF.